Hey, what's up, golf addicts? It's David. Thanks for downloading this conversation that we had with Travis Fulton. Travis is the director of instruction at the Tour Academy in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida, right there at TPC Sawgrass. A great guy, a friend of the podcast, and we enjoyed having him on. You probably heard him on our Players' Championship preview. Travis telling you about the course, giving you his picks. But this conversation is unique. We quiz Travis on the most popular instructional training aids of the time. All those crazy infomercials you used to see on TV for some of the weirdest training aids you could imagine. And then we talk a little bit about how to be a better golfer. So Travis talks about you know some key questions that he likes to ask his students and Pat and I tell them all about how terrible our golf game is. And, and Travis throws out some nice tips. So if you are a golfer, and not just a golf fan, but you play golf, and you want to improve your game, this is a great podcast for you. So check it out. Thanks for downloading it. And uh, as always, we would appreciate a review on iTunes. Thanks for being a loyal Tour Junkies listener. And may your screens be green. Let's get into the instruction stuff, uh, Travis, and let's have a little fun with this. You know, you are, you know, we, we were following you before you were following us. I, I love that you're active on social media. Um, obviously, I think this is why, you know, you have the designation from Golf Digest as one of the top 40 instructors under 40 and why you've done so well is that you embrace stuff like that where, you know, I, I feel like a lot of, um, a lot of teaching professionals don't always do that. Um, so, you know, I know I've, I've sent my swing into you a couple times on Instagram or Twitter or whatever in the hopes that you'd, you'd break it down. But obviously it was too, it was too difficult of a task for you. I understand. So, um, but let's get into some stuff. And first, what I want to do is I want to test, uh, you know, being a young guy, you know, you might, you might not remember some of these things. I'm sure Pat has a clear memory of all these, but uh, some of these are a little, a little older training aids. And I'm going to give you a quote or a couple of tips on what this training aid would be. This is going to be a popular training aid. And, and I just want to see if you can, if you can kind of, you know, go back in your memory and reminisce with us a little bit. How, how's that sound? Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Pat, don't, don't cheat. I know, I know you remember all of these. Okay. Uh, come on now. All right. Here we go. So if I said to you, this is the most quote, the most versatile golf club ever made. Okay. Most versatile golf club ever made. This club essentially hits great golf shots from every line for its owner, no matter how high his or her can handicap. The most versatile golf club ever made. Would it have to? It have to be that little. Um, I know perfect you're thinking club. Of that. The one it with is Peter perfect. Kessler. That's it, Peter yeah. Kessler, the perfect club. Yes. All right. So you, you ended up getting around to that one. That's good. All right. I like this one a lot. This next oh. one's good. Um, <laughs> So this one, quote, drive your ball up to 16% farther. It plugs into your cigarette lighter. Um, and it is only one twenty nine ninety five. Okay, so it drives now, now it, it only, You can only drive your ball up to 16% farther. It's a perfect sign. Plugs into your cigarette lighter. Yeah, that sounds legit. Like they've done the study on that sixteen percent. Very scientific. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and you plug uh, it into uh, your cigarette lighter. Yes. I'll give you one more hint. The phone number, if you were to order this, is one eight 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 hit long. Okay. 
one eight 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 hit long for one twenty nine ninety five. Very popular here. Any guesses? That's not the hammer, is it? It is not. It is not. This is the hot biscuits golf ball warmer. Do you remember the hot biscuits <laughs> golf ball warmer? <laughs> I, I don't think I ever got one of those. This is ridiculous. You literally stick your balls in this box, plug it into your cigarette lighter on the way to the golf course. It heats the balls to the exact core temperature that they need to be to fly farther and beat the cold weather and, and drive up to 16% farther. And there's even a, a carrying case that you, you can put easily into your golf cart to transport your golf ball and leave them in the warmer until you need them. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, David, this is, this is enlightening for me. You know, I've been kind of, kind of to add a little more distance. You know, I'm getting this is true. This is true. I didn't realize that was that was out there. So I, I gotta go. I gotta go on the internet and find this thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Travis has a couple in the tour academy he can lend you uh, if you need them. All right, here's another I, I, one, Travis. We got a couple yeah. more. All right, this one. This is the quote. Uh, of course, it stands up, and it lets you stand up to the competition. It's a putter. Yes. It's not cure. No. No. Of course, it stands up, Travis. <laughs> and that's the answer, right? It's the stand-up putter. The answer. For only six. Yeah, it's it's the stand-up putter. No, it's the stand-up putter for $60, developed by Roger Evans, who, of course, worked for NASA, so you know it's good. Um, so if you work for NASA, you, you obviously know how to build a golf club. But do, do you remember the stand-up putter? It was like I, really... I think I do. I do. It's like it's really big. Yep. Um, uh, black. Black putter. Yep. It had like three lines on the top of it. Yes. Very big, yeah. like base and, and yes. heavy. And yep. you could stand it up and get behind it and make sure you're on line. I got it. Yes. Yes. The stand-up putter by Roger Evans. Right. Yeah. Brilliant device. All right, I, I don't think I have. Th- I don't think I have that one in my garage, though. I, that one's. You see, and, and you collect yeah. putters, I'm sure, and you don't have that. One. I have. I have enough. I, I have enough. That uh, that's a, that's definitely an opportunity in my game for sure. Yeah. All right. So I got two more good ones. So Golf Digest clocked the Pitchman's clubhead speed at 162 miles an hour good with great. 11 seconds of hang time, and most famously known. For at impact going boom pow what would that be that's the hammer that is the hammer by old jack ham yeah that's the hammer right there i I love that commercial (laughs) and then there was there was the hammer uh the hammer x where they had basically that's right uh like taken out the, the crown of the club and there was it was like so aerodynamic and everything yeah, I oh, figured his, you'd get the hammer. That was a good the one. The hammer. Oh, I know the hammer. Yeah, that uh, I, that that's one of the best all-time infomercials for sure. Yeah. Um, now, now, that was 160 can, miles an hour club head speed. Is that what you're telling me? That That is a fact. You can check with your guys good, at Golf Digest. They, they claim they, they clocked that at 162. So, um, wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he never made it on tour, but maybe he didn't, he didn't have to stand up putter. Um <laughs> All right, so so here's the last one. Now this one, this one's pretty pretty unique, and and I don't know that, that you're going to know this one, uh, but but it'll be fun. So this is the quote 
only club in your bag guaranteed to keep you out of the woods. And then another quote, no more embarrassing moments, Travis, on the golf course. No more. Any idea what that could be? I mean, it could be a lot of things. I know it's kind of vague, but that's all I got. It's the only club to keep you out of the woods. Guaranteed to keep you out of the woods. No more embarrassing moments. I know what this is. What is it? The, uh, um, it's the Euro Club. Oh, my God. Oh, Travis, that is awesome. how did you know that? Do you the, have a Euro the, Club? It's the Euro Club. <laughs> and it, it uh, I, yes, I remember that. <laughs> Do you, so tell us about the Euro Club, Travis. It, it, I cannot believe you got that one. I knew you would not get that one. I, I remember the infomercial. And, um, <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, I'll, I'll fess up. I'm, look, I'm looking at it on YouTube right now. No, I knew you were doing that. <laughs> okay, so the best thing about the Euro, so the Euro Club was spelled U-R-O mm-hmm. um, because it kept you out of the woods. Because if you needed to urinate and you didn't want to be have that embarrassing moment in the woods, you simply pulled out of your bag uh, what looks like a club, like the butt of a club, and you put it where you needed to put it and then drape the towel over yourself. Good grief. And you could pee into the into the, the the canister of the club of the club grip that would hold what you needed it to hold. And it just looks like you were getting your yardage or checking your alignment, although you're holding a towel over yourself in the middle of a fairway. And then you would stick the club back in your bag, which you had just urinated in, and drive around, I guess, until you could until you could properly dispose of, of the waste um, that kept you out of the woods. So, I mean, brilliant idea, right? So this has over a million <laughs> views on YouTube. <laughs> yes. Yes. I can't imagine why. I know, and 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 once you once you get off the interview and you hit play, you'll you'll probably uh, you'll probably add a few views to that because it's an epic infomercial. I, I got to transition over to to more serious questions, David. So, you did great though, Travis. Uh, that was really good. Yeah, he did. That that was. I got awesome. a couple right. I got a couple right. Yeah, yeah. So listen, um, you know, David and I both have young kids um, about the same ages, and and we're kind of just starting to get them introduced into the game, so. What's kind of you know maybe your you know one or two top tips for for kids as far as you know what they need to make sure they're working on early and uh, you know just what do you what do you tell kids you know to just focus on you know, is it just having fun out there is it the swing the grip you know what's kind of your advice for those trying to get their kids started in the game? Well, I, I think you know when when you're when you're dealing with young kids and you're getting them out and introducing them to golf for the first time or even, you know, for the first few years, it's, it's really about creating an experience and one that they're going to deem as fun, right? I mean, that's the, the, the most important thing and, and fun to them is not probably going through grip posture alignment and ball position out of the gate. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. fun to them is, is, is to just kind of run around maybe a little bit and put the ball in the hole and then, you know, fall down the hill. Right. So, um, <laughs> that, that's, uh, you know, it, 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 it can, it can vary from person to person, right. Or kid to kid. And, and, but there has to be some 
enjoyable experience where that kid starts to associate, hey, I went to the golf course with dad and that was fun and, and I want to go do it again. And I think as you continue down that path, you can start to, you know, introduce things that would then allow them to hit the ball or putt the ball or chip the ball. And, you know, as they start getting older and, and, and they start taking it maybe perhaps a bit serious, a little more serious, and and want to improve, then you start to get into um, some things where, yeah, the, the grip and a little bit about how to set their body up and how to hinge the golf club going back and how to hit the ground a little bit coming through and finish with the right foot up onto the toe. And, you know, you start to kind of give it some basic structure around some fundamentals and, um, you know, they're able to get the loft of the face on the ball and get it up in the air. And oftentimes, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just go right to the driver with it and, and let them, you know, swing a driver and, and hit it hard and create some speed and, 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 and feel that and, and see that. So, um, so I think it has, obviously it has to be fun. It has to be enjoyable. They have to be able to associate, I think more of the experience rather than the sport itself to, um, one that's fun and one that they can build on. And I think as you build on it, um, you know, usually they'll kind of let you know how serious, um, they, they want to take it. And as they, as they start to ask for more, you can start to layer in some technique and, I really feel like that's the best way to go about it. I have another another question for you. So, you know, yeah. if you don't have um, if you don't have the hot biscuits golf ball warmer or the hammer, uh, and you can't hit it far, you know, you, you're just not getting the distance. You're getting a little older, a little up in age, maybe. You don't have the swing speed. You're hitting your, you know, you're hitting, uh, you know, six irons in the in the holes where your your co-host may be hitting wedges in. Um, you know, I'm asking for a friend, how, how can you get a little more distance? (laughs) Well, you know, there's, there's, there's two ways to get more distance, right? One is you either go after club head speed or two, you go after ball speed and you know, it's, it's, you're trying to, to move it faster. Right. And, and sometimes you can get someone to swing it harder through club head speed that increases ball speed and off it goes. But Sometimes you can't get them to swing harder. Sometimes you can't improve the club head speed, but you can improve the ball speed. So um, at the end of the day, you got to get the ball moving faster. And I think oftentimes most players think that they to do that, you you have to improve club head speed. Where you know so many times um, we'll we'll work with someone and the club head speed will stay relatively the same, but the ball speed really picks up because they start hitting it more solid and. You know, I think, you know, when you hit a driver, right, and you want to hit it solid, I mean, the first thing you got to do is you have to, you got to set up behind the ball, number one. I mean, the ball position is is forward. It's off the left shoulder. And the spine needs to tilt away from the target. Now, I can tell you the most common error with the driver when that ball is forward is players take their chest and they face the forward ball position. So they turn their chest and face it and now their shoulders are aiming way left so usually when you do that the shaft starts to lean forward and it's difficult to catch it in the center of the face so you, you want to tilt your spine and i oftentimes will encourage players to turn their chest more to the right of the ball and as they do that now all of a sudden they can make a better turn around their right hip and then they can catch it more in the upswing so the attack angle starts to shallow out a ton just by tilting and turning the chest more to the right of the ball and feeling more closed. 
And when you start to change the attack angle, you, you start to, I think, create a better situation to hit it more in the center of the face. So, you know, you work a lot on setup a driver. You work a lot on attack angle to, to help center contact. But just to pick up raw speed, um, you know, usually you're going to have to you're going to have to get the pivot working and, you know, a little bit more efficiently. And I can tell you that the, the biggest thing in the pivot is just is is really learning how to use the bigger muscles. And the big mu- the biggest muscle available to you is the glute, right? And the glute is, is is getting the glutes to work is a huge piece to creating more speed. And I would tell you in the back sway, you would want your right hip to work more kind of up and back behind you. So you feel like your right hip kind of turns up and back out of the way. And when you do that, um, you'll feel the left shoulder and the left knee kind of start to work down. And if you were to really squeeze the right glute in doing that, now you're starting to put pressure into the heel and you can use that as leverage then to push off of and really propel the club head through with some speed. Oh my God, <laughs> Pat! I, I, that, that's Pat. That's going to cost you one hundred twenty-five dollars. Like invoice is in the mail. You guys, you guys, invoice is in the mail. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked that question though for me, David. That was... <laughs> I hope you were taking notes, Perry. Good God, <laughs> I was. I was. Now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. I, I now I've got I, I got a question for you. I've got I've, I've got I've got a few questions here that um, that, that I want to get to here real quick. Okay. Okay. So. Would you guys, if I gave you the choice, would you rather be a great driver of the ball or a great putter? Oh, man, I would go straight to putting because, as David knows, I have an incredible yip issue. So I, I would say putting. putting. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, and I'm going to totally do the, the young, stupid thing and just say driving because that's the worst part of my game. So, And a great driver would consist of that you have – above average distance and accuracy great putter would be your above average in pre-putt avoidance and making inside of 10 feet Mm. yeah Yeah, that sounds good too yeah yeah it's an interesting question you know and one that we talk a lot about off camera and stuff and um you know would you rather drive the ball great or would you rather be a great putter and in, in in today's game i think you could kind of make an argument on on either side well, you know, we just answered, though, with, you know, David obviously likes to point out that he's a little bit younger than me. So he went he went driver. I'm a little older. I went I went putter or being a good putter. So is, is that do you get age related answers to that question or is it just all across the board? Um, I think it's 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 really all across the board. And usually it, it obviously is dependent upon what you do well currently. And, you know, if you struggle putting, then you're obviously going to pick a great putter if you if you're someone who drives the ball and you don't feel like you hit it very far, you would probably pick great drivers. So usually it's, it's, it's an answer based on the need. If you looked at it on tour, I think if you, if you had to, if you asked this to 15 PGA tour professionals, I think it'd be very interesting to see, you know, how they would answer that question two: mashed potatoes or Bubba Bowie. Oh God, neither. <laughs> I don't like either one of them. I don't either. Do we have to answer that question? I, no, I, I can't yeah. stand those guys. All right, so I'll, so you're telling me that that is not you guys next to the camera? No, no, absolutely oh, okay. not. Uh-uh. Okay, hate that. I mean, you're talking to 
you're talking to guys who grew up going to golf tournaments at Augusta. So, uh, like, I went to my first golf tournament outside of the Masters last year at Eastlake, and I'll be going to my second one next week. So, like, you just, people don't say that stuff in Augusta. And so I didn't grow up thinking that was funny or, or anything like that. So, no, I'm just, I'm not into that at all. I think it's ridiculous. Okay, so we're, we're moving on from that one. All right, so here's yeah. okay, so the next question. <laughs> Describe the shape of your golf swing in five words. Oh my God. What? <laughs> that would probably be the, the, my description. <laughs> uh, I got, I got mine. I would just say a big fat loop is what my swing looks like. It's a big loop. Mine would be steep, uh, handsy. I'm just going to give you words because I can't really give you a, like a phrase like that. <laughs> I'm just going to name all my errors. Steep, handsy, overswing, um, and and rarely center of the club. <laughs> that's, just, that's a lot more words. Way more than five words, David. Come on. <laughs> well, we all know I'm the talker of the group, so I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's funny. You ask that question, and that's usually you get what the opportunities as the player sees it in their swing, right? Very seldom are they going to smooth, on plane, <laughs> you know, <laughs> square, you know, so it's, it's always, it's interesting when you ask them, hey, what, what, tell me about the shape of your swing, and you start to get the player's perception of as they deem it as what needs to get better. Um, well, when you're asked that so, question by one of the best instructors in the game, you, you're, you're responding as a cry for help, Travis. That, <laughs> all right. Well, let me see if I can help. So big... Fat loop, right? I don't even know what that means, Pat. What does well, that mean? It, what I'm saying is, I'm kind of like I'm. I'm really. It's just it's not on plane. I swing kind of outside in, so I have a cut that I don't. I mean, I don't mind playing the cut, but it just seems to, you know, take off a lot of distance, and I just feel like there's a lot of movement in my backswing. It's just off plane, and so I don't know. It's loopy, I guess, is the only way I can describe it. So it sounds like the club head is going inside, going back. And then from there, you work the downswing more out to in. Correct. Like Brendan DeYoung or... Mm, same, same body type, too. Or... <laughs> Um, who else? Not so. So the opposite of that would be like a Ryan Moore or a Jim Furyk, where like Brendan takes it inside and then he comes down kind of out above it, out in. Yeah, that's kind of how mine is. Okay, so it sounds like you need to change that where you take it more like Ryan Moore. Take yeah, it just change it, Pat. Yeah, what are you waiting for? There you go. So take it more outside going back. <laughs> And then drop it back inside. Just, just turn, just, just YouTube um, Ryan Moore, and 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 watch that. <laughs> that I'll do. I'll do that. <laughs> so, let's see. Now, after so after sort of, you YouTube the Euro Club, Pat, because we know again, <laughs> yeah, yeah. old age comes yeah. bladder control issues. So there's that problem. Open up, <laughs> open up another web browser. <laughs> yeah. So steep and handsy. Uh-huh. Right? Yep. And an overswing. So 
Yeah. This is kind of fun, right? I'm trying to. Pick, I'm envisioning your swing right now. Okay. I'm, I'm actually. So, I've actually been told that my back swing is on plane, but then I get and I and my hands break down big time at the top, and I over. I like over rotate, and then I get real steep coming down. And when you're steep, ball, you get. Do you, you get some pretty good sized divots, and then you hit it on the toe? Yes. It sounds like if you're losing it at the top then you're losing some of the pressure points. So what's happening is you probably have a lot of cup in your left hand where you're at the top of the swing, the back of your left hand's really cupped, and you start to lose the pressure point between the heel pad of your right hand and your left thumb. So what you'd want to do is when you hinge it, you'd want to feel like your your left hand, if you're a right-handed player, you'd want to feel like it's flatter and then feel like the heel pad of your right hand is staying fastened to your left thumb. It's pushing on your left thumb. And that'll give you a little more structure. And then from there, you can swing a little bit more, say, from from in to out. Because what happens oftentimes is your left wrist gets really cupped. Actually, when sometimes when you get really cupped and then you lose that pressure point, it actually kind of creates like a almost like a double wrist cock, and it gets really long at the top. Yep. Usually the face usually the face is open and then you have to kinda come down steep yep. and over it to to square it. So if you flatten your left wrist out, if you take it up there and kinda almost like just really almost bow it like a Dustin Johnson, yep. that heel pad pushing up on that left thumb, that face will shut more and I think that'll that'll set the stage for you to swing a little bit more in to out and that'll get it off the toe. I love it, man. You know, the, the comparison to, to DJ for me and Brendan DeJong for Pat is something that I will work off of and I will have material for for months to come. So, I, know, I know you will. I, I, I That was my first thought that popped in my head is, oh, man, David's going to have a lot of material for this. So here's the final question for you. Okay. So if you win the the bet on the golf course, Mm-hmm. Do you assume the responsibility to buy the first round? Well, I'll answer that question. Uh, usually, well, now I'll let Pat answer it because usually he wins. So, Go yeah. Ahead, well, Pat. between us, between us, you know, I usually do win. I appreciate you offering that up, David. But yes, um, I would say you're not get enough. Qu- you're not getting enough strokes. <laughs> no, that's, that's true. He doesn't give me any strokes. Actually, we play straight up. Well, you know, we always seem to have to jump off the course as quick as possible to get home to our wives and kids. But I, I would True. probably say that that I would, uh, I, I think I would assume the the responsibility of uh, buying the first round. Wouldn't you say, David? No, I would totally disagree. You would have me. You would have me. You would have me buy the first round, Pat. You, there is no way you would do that. You would poor mouth me, and then you would talk about how you know I always start out hot, and then. It just looks like I'm going to clobber you, and then you make this run, and then I'd have to buy you some light beer that you like to drink. So. <laughs> I don't know. I think it depends on the course. You know, if you're at your home course where you typically play, you know, maybe maybe then, right? What do you think? Right, right, because I've only played your home course once at Palmetto, and uh, <laughs> and you, you, you did not treat me at that point. <laughs> so uh, that's, yeah, that's a good question, Travis. Good time. I like that question, question there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good stuff yeah. good stuff well we appreciate it Travis this is great uh, thanks so much for your time and uh, we look forward to seeing more from you on, 
on all the different outlets and, and venues that you're you're out on. And you know, you guys, the listeners need to be on the lookout for if you don't follow Travis already. Travis, tell us the uh, the Twitter handles and the Instagram handle for you. Yeah, I just uh, just on Twitter there. So Travis Fulton underscore um, Travis Fulton underscore is my Twitter handle. I try to stay up to up to speed there. Follow you guys and um, throw out some nuggets here from time to time. And um, I appreciate you guys having me on. And I will uh, I'll look forward to seeing you guys down here at the players. And then um, and then also uh, down another time. And I want to get that's right. Uh, I want to get this big fat loop swing, the steep handsy overswing on video, so we can uh, give us some direction. Yeah, we need to break it down, and that's what I was going to say with the yeah. listeners. Is they need to they need to follow you for a lot of good content, but also when you do the, uh, you know, when you, I guess when a when a lesson cancels on you or something, and you do the the lessons on the range, and you have the listeners send in the videos and they hashtag it, and you yep. break it down. It's it's good stuff. It's fun to watch. Um, yeah, you know, I appreciate uh, that. And the, and the next one's coming up. It's called hashtag Tour Fix. Um, right. That's right. the PGA. Yeah, it's through the PGA Tour Twitter handle and. Um, the next one is uh, May seventeenth. Uh, PJ Tour Twitter hashtag Tour Fix. Love to see um, your listeners swing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's great stuff, man. We appreciate yeah. it, Travis. And uh, yeah, be sure to send an invoice when we hang up. We'll give you Pat's yeah. uh, Pat's address so you can get that. Absolutely. We definitely <laughs> want to take care of you for your time. Uh, all right, man. Thanks. Thanks a lot, okay. Travis, for being on the Tour Junkies podcast. Have a great week at the Players Championship. And thank you guys for downloading. See ya. What will you discover in Asheville, North Carolina? Your inner explorer as you hike mountain trails. Your creative streak as you stroll the River Arts District. In Asheville, the answers can surprise you. Don't miss Summer of Glass, now through September. Featuring Chihuly at Biltmore and a community-wide celebration of glass with local exhibitions and tours. Visit exploreashville.com to plan your stay. Asheville. Discovery inside and out.